Support for this podcast comes from WeWork. Today takes new ways of working, new measures toward health and safety, flexible terms to scale up and down, convenient spaces designed for focus and collaboration. It takes WeWork to take your business where you want it to go. WeWork. That's how tomorrow works. Visit wework.com slash tomorrow. You ever start playing with your phone and realize there's a setting buried deep in the menus and you suddenly notice it makes your whole life way easier? I kind of do that all the time. <laughs> I'm Marquez Brownlee, aka MKBHD. And I'm Andrew Manganelli. And on our podcast, Waveform, we'll keep you up to date on everything you need to know in the world of tech, including all those weird tips that make your life that much easier. We're always trying to help people like you, including all the tech nerds, by going super deep in the weeds on every phone, smartwatch, connected car, and computer we can get our hands on. And not only do we keep you informed on the latest tech, but we also occasionally have interviews and special guests like Shark Tank's Kevin O'Leary and Apple's Craig Federighi. So don't miss out on a single episode. Subscribe to Waveform, the MKBHT podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or if you're like us, you already have a favorite podcast app. So just go listen and subscribe there. Imitated, never duplicated. The one and only B. Scott. You're listening to the B. Scott Show. Get ready, love muffins. <laughs> Miley Cyrus. Bitch, you look like you did already did had yours. You better go take your country ass indoors and put some damn clothes on because nobody need to be seeing all of that. The library is officially open. This cat is in heat. Let me ride that beat. My pussy on fire. That was Molly Cyrus um, featuring RuPaul. She's been going through it lately. Yeah, and the song is called Catitude. Because I know a lot of you love muffins have been getting into the songs that we have been playing in the beginning of the podcast. Mm. And so I want to make sure that I give you the name so you can go find them. I was up in the gym and I was playing RuPaul's. Like I just went, now I do a thing where I just go to the artist page and just click the play button. Mm Mm-hmm. And I just started like, I was like, wow, RuPaul's music. I I love his music, but mm-hmm. I just didn't realize it was this popping. Oh, it's yeah. like popping, popping. Mm-hmm. And um, this new song, I didn't even know he had a song with Molly Cyrus that came out. And it was so good. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> and then the one I really like is called Call Me Mother. Oh, and yeah, I, like I tweeted about it. And then um, RuPaul said Bible to it. And it's just interesting. I, you know, sometimes in life we get so like, used to how much we've, how far we've come, how much we've accomplished. And I, in that moment, I just, I reminded myself like of, I wonder how my, you know, my 10 year old or 12 year old self would have felt, you know, like that moment of like, you know, cause I looked up to the two people that I looked up to growing up was Mariah Carey and RuPaul. Mm-hmm. And other than that, it was really nobody else. I didn't, I don't care about celebrities that much. <laughs> and so, you know, now Mariah Carey is one of my best friends and RuPaul is someone that, you know, we're friends and we, you know, interact with each other. We follow each other on Twitter and I met him in person. He was super sweet. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, wow. It's like, oh, you know, my, the two, I mean, I've already checked off the two people that matter to me yeah. in celebrity. Um, and what else I was going to say? Um, what did you do this weekend? Uh, this weekend was super chill, actually. Friday, I just uh, ran around downtown, did some errands. Saturday, I think I was at the pool. Mm-hmm. Uh, so warehouse all day, just kind of chilling, kicking it. Um, and that's really all I remember. I went to... You know, kind of drunk. You were kind of drunk? <laughs> that's typical. Uh- <laughs> yeah, I was kind of drunk. I went to Huntington Beach. It was the first <laughs> time. I- it's a trek. 
I've been we've been exploring different places. That's oh. what we've been doing. We've okay. been doing like weekend getaways to like Huntington Beach or Laguna mm-hmm. or you know Manhattan Beach, or whatever. And we went and had a really good time. Uh, super cute. It's just like, you know, the beach towns have a whole different way of life. Oh, 100%. It's a whole different vibe, whole different energy. And I do like it. Um, had a wonderful time together. Things are going well. Um, I think that, you know, I'm just letting it be. Do what it do. Let it do what it do and let my spirit and my energy, um, you know, manifest however it needs to be. Like, I can't, like I said in the last episode. And thank you, Love Muffins, so much for all the positive feedback and the comments and, you know, um, the tweets and messages and emails about my last episode where I talked, shared about um, what happened to my ex and just, you know, keeping going and getting out of a dark space. Um, But yeah, to kind of let it just like, I can't be running down behind nobody. Yeah. I don't have this energy. This year has taken so much of my energy. And it's not done. This it's this not, year is still, still going. This year is like, oh, bitch. <laughs> you thought I was letting up on your ass? You thought I wouldn't freestyle on you, boo? That's what this... And for you love muffins out there don't want, haven't seen that video, you have to go... It's like, like the first viral video that ever, ever popped off. You thought I wouldn't freestyle on you? That's what this year is like. This year is like, it's not over. And if Rihanna can get on Instagram... <laughs> Rihanna got on Instagram, and if she didn't sum up my damn whole year, like, this is how I feel. Hold on, let me find her page. Good old Riri. I said, leave it to Riri. She said, to all, and this this goes to my friends and to my family and co-workers too. (laughs) To all my friends, family, co-workers who I have yet to get back to the past few months, please forgive me. This year has been quite an overwhelming one. And I'm working on this ish called balance. Mm-hmm. Be right back. And it, I mean, it just goes to show you that we all are going through the same shit. No matter how much money you have, no how much how much fame you have. She just launched a damn Mason. Right. She has Fenty Mason. Like it's like she is at the pinnacle of I mean, in terms of her retail. Selling yeah, things, can afford all the help in in the world. Yeah, and she's still this, trying to balance. This this year has been overwhelming, and that's a, something that um, that Oprah has said years ago, when someone asked her about how she was feeling or something like that. She said she was over, often she often feels overwhelmed, mm. and I I think that does sum up this year. This year has I like to feel like I'm in control of things, but this year in every way is like you're not in control. And it has overwhelmed me, and I'm just kind of like, okay, well, here we are. We're just gonna I'm go with it. I mean, it's not like it's not overwhelming, and it's been overwhelming in good and bad ways. Mm. It's not all negative, but it's just it's, it has been a lot of negative. It's like just <laughs> you know, and people have been getting up out of here. I mean, le- leaving this earth, and I'm just like, I just. You dress. Like, you dress. All you can do is. Dress. I feel like every time my mama calls me, somebody, some family member had passed away. Oh no. It literally is always like it's like oh 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 <laughs> okay you know but I guess it's just like, it's like what do you do and I'm the youngest grandchild so my father was the youngest of all of his siblings right mm-hmm. by a long shot he was like my grandma just randomly decided to have another child mm-hmm. and my mom did too <laughs> <laughs> so he's the youngest um, child and I'm the youngest grandchild of everyone and so that just means that all of my other family is way older right. And they, I mean, it's like, I was like, like, all y'all gonna leave the earth at the same time? Like, it was a consensus? Like, and this year, it's just been this year. It's been like, wow, in every way. It's crazy. But, um, but yeah, that's how I feel. You know, I'm just going I'm with just the flow. Along. I can't, I can't stress about nobody else's shit. I feel that. Like, I have to, I have to do what I have to do for to survive and to keep my sanity and to not be fully overwhelmed into the abyss of life. Mm-hmm. But Rihanna tweet, you know, Instagramming that, I was like, oh, wow. Like, Damn, bitch, you too? Like, yes, everybody. <laughs> it's like, I just, it's just a thing. It's just like, and I'm so tired of this whole Trump shit. Well, we got impeachment hearings today. I know, but I'm just tired of it. I think that's just, I think I have not been the same since Hillary, the election was stolen from Hillary. I think so too. I think that has changed the trajectory of 
my vibe and my spirit and everything. That when that night when that happened, I was like, oh my fucking god. Mm. That like it was it was it was shocking. Yeah, two thousand what sixteen. Yeah. Never be the same. That night was I was just like I couldn't believe it. I remember looking at the television and then when Pennsylvania went red, I said, Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Oh God. I was like, I saw P- Pennsylvania? She Hillary Clinton lost Pennsylvania. I was like, oh my god. Yeah, I remember I wasn't really watching it live. I kept like checking back and every time mm-hmm. I would check back, I would be like, Okay, it's you know, it's gonna flip, it's gonna be fine. Mm-hmm. And it just kept getting the worse. worse. <laughs> yeah, not only did that flip, all the like, other oh, fuck. All the other battleground states she, she lost to. I was like, this is some I was shit. like, maybe I don't know enough. Maybe I just don't know the way this works the way I thought it did. Because there's yeah. no way this is yeah. how it's going to be. Right. Nope. They but got I, me. But I think that, you know, all of this is what... It's the nasty underbelly of this country. And people have to talk it out. And we have to see what it really is in order for it to be any type of real progress and we have been seeing we've been seeing it we've been seeing we've been seeing it um and one of the things i i noticed and i saw was um kaepernick is going to be um i guess training and interviewing with um the nfl gms Mm -hmm. this weekend this saturday um i i yeah i i mean it's just i feel like that what's happening now is just you know jay-z had to figure out a way to save face oh for sure there's the backlash from how he went about his NFL situation was so pervasive and so like it wasn't even like I'm a pop off type of um, backlash. It was more so like you whack mm-hmm. and you know you whack and we ain't even gonna waste our time going down this road because you whack. And so he's I feel like he's now trying to figure out a way. And of course he's going to be like, oh, this was always my plan. Oh, and it wasn't. And that's no. I think why Colin was like, okay, so if I'm if I'm going to do this. I need the GMs in the room. I need head coaches. I need all of the top tier people. And yeah. don't just try to play me for a PR stunt. Right. Because, that's what he said. Because if that was our, always in <clears throat> the plan, then that would have been announced from the very beginning. Very beginning. This is more so in order for any of this to truly have the effect that we were trying to do with Jay-Z, the deal that they were trying to broker, we need to make good on Kaepernick. Colin, on Kaepernick because mm-hmm. there's no way, like, and that's what I said. I was like, when I first heard it, I was like, there's no, there is no partnership with another black entity in, in the NFL if it does not include Kaepernick coming back to play, period. Right. And then Tyrone come back out months later and say, yeah, I'm still not doing it because of Kaepernick. It's kind of like, e. Yeah. E. E. But I mean, it's just, it's just, you know, we, I don't know. I just, I just hate when people try to undercut other people for mm-hmm. some money. And especially when that, what that other person was trying to do is for the people and the people being killed on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I still want to know what happened to Black Lives Matter. I still, they, I mean, I mean, seriously, it's a serious freaking question. And if somebody can tell me, you know, Love Muffins, you know, you know, tweet me some links or something like it has it dissolved. I don't see protest. I don't see any because people are still getting killed. Mm-hmm. And, you know, fuck shit is still happening across the country. And... Did they march for Tatiana Jefferson? Right. I don't know. I mean, it's just... It just... It really came across... It comes across to me that, like, the people who were involved with the movement, they've all splintered and now are trying to do their own thing independent of the movement. Mm -hmm. And the movement is gone. And now we have people doing their own personal interest, you know, type of platform moments. Right. And, okay. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It was very much so like, okay, you know, because it was so, it was so heated. It, it was, was like, it was, it was a yeah. thing and, and, you know, it was like the same time as all the council culture and different things and I couldn't, you know, people couldn't say certain stuff and that's why when President Obama said what he said, I totally 100% agree with it because years ago, <laughs> Years ago on Twitter, Ooh, I remember this. I had said that <clears throat> these, you know, these um, social media activists are bleak, mm-hmm. right? And people tried to cancel me. They did that that day. They were trying to swiftly. It was, swiftly, it was, it was quick. Yeah, 
But they are, I mean, they were bleak. And what I was trying to say was the same thing that Obama just said a month ago or a couple of weeks ago, whenever he was speaking. Basically, like, you know, being woke, this woke culture ain't activism. Mm. I think that's what he said, right? Didn't mm-hmm. he say, he like, being woke, this woke, like, you know, tweeting and... and Cussing people out and saying how wrong people are doesn't affect any change. Doesn't make any change. What are you doing, you know, on a local level to change your surroundings? And, and that's what I was trying to say, because people like to do that. Because half the people that stand there woke, they didn't even vote. Mm. Sure didn't. People, the most people, that, I mean, I've seen so many people on the internet that have so much to say about the political process and didn't even vote. So I'm like, that's crazy to me. That's, I mean, that's crazy. Because if, if all the people that were on social media having so much shit to say actually voted, the election would have turned out differently. Yeah, because I saw something about, like, the young people, I think under under 30, I think, yeah, under 30, it's like a 40% of them vote. Sounds about right. 40%. But the rest, the other 60% sure is on social media. Okay. <laughs> Cussing people out every Cussing day. Cussing people out, trying to, you know, it's just like, you know, it's this whole culture of... And, and outrage. Outrage, or just this culture that we have built where people try to get attention from saying things, but not actually the actions, Mm -hmm. not actually doing the work. That's what people don't realize in life. You have to do the work. You just can't say you're going to do the work. You got to do the work. It's like the people who are on online talking about they're going to the gym and they don't go to the gym. (laughs) There's so many people talking about, woo, that was a crazy workout. Meanwhile, you've been sitting at home. Sitting at home. like People are straight capping. They are capping (laughs) their ass off. About everything. Mm. And they're sitting at home trying to figure out what comment can I say that would get the most tweets? Or what thing that I can say that would get the most most likes on Instagram underneath a post? Mm-hmm. You know, and I've never, I try my best never to create that environment with our fan base. It's like, you can say something productive about, you know, whatever the, you can have an opinion about a post, but we're not going to have a competition to who can say the most, the nastiest, grimiest thing. No, and our people are pretty good about that now. Yeah, because they've been blocked. The yeah, ones sure that were have. the problems, the ones that were the problems have been been blocked because, the I mean. repeat offenders. But I'm just saying, but it all ties into an environment of you're not really trying to do anything productive. you just trying to say something to stand out. But when you need to be, actually your actions are what make you stand out. Mm-hmm. And that's the problem with the, the the young generation is that like they don't, I mean, like think about that. Like we have so much to say online, but then 60% of the people didn't vote. Imagine if that other 60% of the woke people went to vote. <laughs> you know who votes? The old people, senior citizens. They sure do. They will get their ass up and they go vote. Early. And their percentage is about 70 to 80%. <laughs> <laughs> Just think of the people who are getting ready to leave the earth yeah. are the ones deciding what happens. Right. That's fundamentally Be- fucked up. Because they're the ones that that care. Yeah. And their actions. Voting is is a is a patriotic, it is a, a a civic duty that you have to do. You should be I feel like you should be required to vote. It should be a misdemeanor not to vote. Mm. You need to get your ass there and vote. Because it's that important. And pretend then it's have, a Popeyes. Say what? I said pretend it's a Popeyes. Yep. And then it'd be stabbing and shooting. And you know, <laughs> it's just, it's just, it's crazy. Like, that's why it's in, in addition to this year being overwhelming, I'm just overwhelmed by bullshit. A lot of stuff that I see it just be like, it. <laughs> I'm like, oh what? And lot. what was that? <laughs> and lot. what's happening? But anyway, um, getting into the hot topics, the lovebscott.com. What is the, where do you want to start today? Um, well, John Legend has been named People's Sexiest Man Alive. That's shocking. That's shocking. <laughs> I will say this, though. John Legend got a fat ass. And would totally bang. <laughs> would 10-10 would bang John Legend right now. Absolutely. A fat, Without question. John Legend has a fat ass. He, Terry, um, Chrissy Teigen, she posted a picture probably a year ago of... Her of his ass, like, but her her knee was kind of covering most of the crack. I think it's in my phone. But but that butt was so <laughs> big and plump that I was like, oh wow, okay, I, but I, I get it. Sexiest man alive? No, 
like alive? Yeah, definitely not. Yeah. I mean, it's better than Blake Shelton. You said what? Better than Blake Shelton from last year. Yeah. But. No, I just, I, how do you go? I mean, but even like, you know, yeah. He, he's, they did that for the soccer moms in mm-hmm. middle America or something because there's no way in the world that anybody were remotely, you know, so somebody had a comment on Facebook <laughs> that took me out. They were basically saying that, that picture of John Legend looks like, you know, like a mom that has finished all her work chores for the day. Uh, and dipped uh, in the pool with a glass of wine. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> I was like, wow. Wow. And yeah. it shows you too, like just having the right type of team and publicists and stuff can arrange things to happen mm-hmm. because they had to dig deep for John Legend. Like I was thinking that like, it could be anybody. I mean, I was just it was it wasn't that like it's not that he's not attractive. It's just uh, it's, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Sexy? <laughs> I have never thought John Legend was sexy now. I mean, he he's like a good, you know, wholesome family man. I mean, he's 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 a how do I put this? He's a total package. Mm-hmm. And I will give that to him all day. But if we're going to skew in, in in the direction of sexy, I just don't think that he's there. I would say no. I mean, like, okay, I'm gonna be honest. Like, we, I was in Mariah's video when Christmas comes, and he was featured in it, mm-hmm. and he was on set, and um, Chrissy Teigen was on set too. But it, at no time in our interaction did, or just in general, did I get an air of sexiness. Mm. <laughs> it nothing. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was like you know. Sometimes you know you get a little whiff of sex and it's uh-huh. like oh, oh. you'd oh be God. like, oh, that's spicy. Like, I didn't get it, but I get it. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get it. Damn. It was nothing, and that was an in person. That's an in person. You know, lovemescott.com exclusive take. <laughs> that was like, I was like, I'm going to get something to eat, <laughs> and not John Legend. No, 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 no. He was super nice, super nice, super sweet. Checks out. It was great, you know, like before my Instagram was taken down, you know, he was following me there. It's cute little sweater. It's cute little sweater. He's sure. a nice guy, you know, but not sexy. Damn. I would use every every other adjective in the world than sexy. Sexy would be the last one I would get to. Sexy? Yeah. Ain't nothing about him sexy. It's like, like a serious commercial. It's kind of like, okay, let's go do homework. <laughs> or like... The kids homework The kids that. homework Or something Like it is it, not it just, mm. No It's not like Ooh <laughs> Ooh Maybe if he dropped If he saw that big ass <laughs> Like oh Here's a meal um, Okay Well <laughs> That happened this week It did happen this week Um, Robin uh, Crawford She's been talking a lot Oh my goodness This week And I don't even know Where to start uh, She confirmed that her And Whitney were lovers Yep We've been new was not a surprise, not a secret. Yeah, what hurts me about the whole situation is that I wish that they were able to live the life that they wanted to live or this would have came out truly and had been discussed and, and acknowledged by both of them mm-hmm. publicly. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I mean, Robin has every right to h- express her truth. Absolutely. And it's because it's just as much as hers as it was Whitney's. And I truly believe that. But I just wish that it would it would have meant something totally different if Whitney was still alive and Whitney was living, you know, in that life, a part of the conversation. That would have been a totally different thing. Once someone dies, you know, it's easy to dismiss something as hearsay mm-hmm. or as, you know, just this person's trying, to, trying sell to sell a book. A book. Right. I just wish that Robin would have gotten the respect and the acknowledgement that she deserved, which was also, she was one of her closest friends and lover. And I just wish that was something that she would have done. I wonder how different different Whitney's life would have been had they had that opportunity. I honestly think that it would have probably changed the trajectory of her life. I think so too. Because, you know, Clive Davis really had this view of what his diva was going to be. Mm -hmm. And he molded Whitney and made her into this, diva that she is and is known for but her public image was very very different from from who she really was as a person very different it was night and day and there was all those rumors for years and years of just about everything you know Mm -hmm. from from the you know her being a lesbian to the drug use to all of it and that was kind of masked and kind of brushed under the rug you wonder kind of how much it all played into each other too yeah 
And and at the same time, it's just like you know, I don't know. I mean, I I can't I, I can't necessarily fault Clive for you know knowing what would sell at that time. Mm-hmm. The same thing with Tommy Matola and Mariah. It's like you know Tommy, much like Clive, was molding Mariah into this. Diva, you know, he he wanted her to be seen as the vocalist, the mm-hmm. the one, and um, you know, I think that it's just it was as a it was a period in time, put it that way, and I just wish that Robin would have gotten the respect that she you know deserved. She also said that she um, that she and Whitney were going to ride out on Whit on Wendy Williams. I believe it. they were going to you know pull up on her, and I believe that because mm-hmm. that interview that when that um, Whitney did with Wendy sounded very much so like I will pull up on you at I'll, any time. I'll see you. I'll see you. Yeah. And I, that's what, but that's how you tell you something. That's something I can relate to mm-hmm. from, you know, from Whitney. That part of her character is definitely me. And I have changed so much, you know, <laughs> like my friend the other day reminded me of a situation where I was in Palace, not Palace, I was at Twist in Miami and this bartender had gotten rude to, rude with mm-hmm, me. Mm-hmm. And he was just so astonished that I didn't pop off. <laughs> he was like, is this, this is so funny? He was like, is this the person that I know? Like, because he's so he typically I would have went to 10, kept it at 10, <laughs> decided to go to 12, shift and went to maybe left, came back and was at 16. I was very much so like, just did not acknowledge the rudeness or anything and was like peaceful and calm <laughs> and and I really feel like that's what this year has done to me you know yeah. is it made me just like you know I'm <laughs> I mean, not this year but just situations I'm, I'm not the same person but when when um Whitney saying and talking to Wendy the way she did was like really reminded me of that side yeah and I'm, I'm laughing because I was at brunch mm-hmm. on uh, Sunday with some friends mm-hmm. and a former friend and after the brunch, I got a text saying, like, I'm really proud of you. That went really well. It was so peaceful. You were so nice. I was surprised. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I mean, honestly, like, what, what, why is that surprising? Right. Because old me, sitting what? across from somebody who, you know, said some really negative things about me, it wouldn't have gone that way. But that's how it goes now. Right. And it's also it maturity and age and, you know, all those things. And also, like, I just, I can't be giving people that, that much yeah. of me. And especially now when I have something to lose, like I can't just, yeah, I got to be careful in situations. I just can't be so quick to pop off because, you know, you do come up, you think you're having a rough year. It could be somebody else that's having an even rough, rougher year mm. and they literally have nothing to lose. And so they snap. And if, you know, if I ain't ready to snap too, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No, I feel it. Um, I just, but I, I, for Robin, I feel I'm happy she's able to speak her piece. I saw a lot of comments from people saying that, why did she wait? And, you know, she could have kept that to herself. That's between her and Whitney. Um, no, I think she has a right to her truth. Mm-hmm. And I think that it, it must have been heartbreaking to be in love with someone like Whitney and because Whitney was so gorgeous. Mm-hmm. Just the, go- like, <clears throat> she was signed, I think she was a, a, a Wilhelmina or Ford, one of them, as a model, just outright, because she's that gorgeous. And so just to to know her and to love her and to, could not publicly express that and not be a part of the image that's being pushed out mm-hmm. to the world. And then also at the same time, at some point, see her start interacting with Bobby Brown and all that debacle that ensued from that stuff. It's just, it had to be heartbreaking for her. And you can see it on her face. You can see the pain and the hurt in her face as she's doing these interviews. It's just, it's taking a toll on her. And it probably has been for a really long time. Yeah, and I saw, I mean, Wendy, I can tell she was, you know, she was intrigued and tickled that that tidbit came out on the show. Oh, absolutely. That, yeah, because it reminds people of, to me, that's um, Wendy's most iconic interview Mm -hmm. is the one with Whitney Houston. And it's like, wow, you know. And then she also, I think I saw a clip that, another clip, not with her and Robin, but another clip where she threw shade at a, a washed up rapper. So Wendy was oh, talking Wendy. about, yeah, Wendy was throwing shade at a washed up rapper. I don't know whether she was talking about 50 Cent about Nicki. or Nicki Minaj. I'm sure it was Nicki. Yeah. I don't know which one. And I'll say Nicki because she mm-hmm. didn't, she chose not to gender it. Mm-hmm. She said it. It's. 
And I feel like had it been a male, she would have been just him or rapper because people kind of assume rapper to be male mm-hmm. by default. So the fact that she went out of her way to not do that. Yeah. Nikki. Support for this podcast comes from Fidelity Investments. Introducing a new kind of return on investment. Fidelity Rewards Plus, a program with exclusive benefits for eligible wealth management clients. Once enrolled, you can earn up to 3% unlimited cash back on credit card purchases, access to three layers of advanced identity protection, and more. See the full list of benefits and learn about no-cost enrollment at fidelity.com rewards. Fidelity Rewards Plus offers three tiers of membership, with benefits increasing as eligible assets increase. In order to receive 3% cash back, card members must qualify for the highest tier. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. You could lose money by investing in a money market fund. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. And then someone on Twitter, it's funny, it reminded me of this comment. Someone on Twitter had said, you know, B. Sky as one of the pioneers of the blogging business and having some education behind you, I have one question. And my question is, why do you always talk about um, Nene and Nicki Minaj on almost every show? Because them bitches be doing crazy shit. Okay. (laughs) And I I responded to him saying, because I fucking want to. That too. Like, I fucking want to. And people, I think... Certain, like certain people are not used to me cussing the way that I do or can cuss, mm-hmm. and I feel like fucking is now just like a part. It's like it's, it's normal English it for really me. Is I can't even get a sense out. So I, was, I mean, I can't. I can't even imagine function without fucking. I mean, well, well, wait now. The fucking. The word. <laughs> <laughs> using oh, wait a minute. using fuck. Right. Um, and so he was like, I, you know, you went to his profanity and blah. no, whatever. Oh, no, child, I, I said what I said. And at the end of the day, you know, it's we talk about popular culture topics. And if they are doing crazy shit, we're going to talk about it. And this relates to because Wendy like did a subliminal towards her because she was on Pink Radio. (laughs) Queen Radio. Queen Radio. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, Pink Radio. Pink Radio. She was on Queen Radio um, going in because she was mad that Wendy had called her husband, her now husband, a murderer and a rapist. Right. Which all these things have happened in subsequent weeks. So yeah. we have to talk about it. So we have them. to talk about it. If they shut like, up, what the fuck? if Nikki didn't marry a damn rapist and a murderer, we wouldn't be sitting here talking about it. Hello? I mean, it's not like the Real Housewives of Atlanta doesn't air yeah. a weekly show. Right. And then, you know, Nikki was saying like, oh, you can report the news without being malicious. What is malicious about that? You know who was malicious? Your husband. mm so, I mean, what do you mean? Like, what, how, I mean, don't know. How, I don't know. how I don't else know. can you say murderer? Killed somebody. A rapist. Ended someone's life. Did not have consent. <laughs> so, I'm just saying, like, that's just, and I don't care. Let me tell you this. Let me tell you this. I'm very clear about this. I don't care when you committed those type of crimes. At what point in your life, certain types of crimes, you don't live it down. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, not. And just because people, she was like, well, you know, in, in rap culture, you know how she talks. In rap culture, you know, they, everybody is, you know. And, um, you know, everyone's rapping about killing people. What do you mean? Just because he's, he served his time. He served his time and he, he can't move on with life? No, he can't. He murdered somebody. <laughs> you murder somebody. That's scary. Mm. I would not want to be around. Like, I can't do it. It's I don't, hard. I don't know what the circumstances are. I'm sorry. I didn't, I'm not going to research the circumstances by why, behind why you kill someone or why someone supposedly that you raped then changed her story or whatever the case may be. It doesn't matter. Like, it's just, <laughs> you got two big no-nos. One no-no is definitely, I'm definitely, I mean, one, I'm definitely not talking to you and dealing with you on that level. But two, two, two. and Lord knows what else you've done. Because people who do ha- exhibit that type of behavior and get caught, they have done this before. It's a running thread. It's, it's not. It's not something that, and you can tell by how he be acting and stuff. Right. First thing you know, you know, it's like you're going to see it manifest. Like I believe, in, like things manifest. I sure do. That attitude, that whole hyper masculine walking around with a gun type of stuff. It's all cute until it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> until you get pistol with. I was just going to say, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, you thought that gun was for just for show. Right. <laughs> Again, you thought I wouldn't freestyle on you, boo. <laughs> boo, yes. 
Ain't wow. nothing cute about it at whatsoever. Of, speaking of boo, uh, Drake got booed. Yeah, over the weekend. That's interesting to me. Yeah, I think because they they said that he was they're respecting Frank Ocean or some shit. Mm-hmm. That's also you have to know your audience and the crowd that you're going in front of. Life will humble you real fast. Yeah, but I don't think that was that's not that was not. They didn't go. It's about not indicative that. of like Drake's status. At no, all. Drake is bigger than everybody that was at that event for sure. It was more so. It, he, that was not the type of event for him. Yeah. Like that was just not the crowd, and I, they were expecting Frank Ocean, mm-hmm. or they, they. It was a surprise thought, guest. Yeah. They thought it was going to be Frank Ocean. And I think Frank would have fit that crowd better. Mm-hmm. That's a you know Tyler the Creator that whole crowd situation thing that he does and his whole vibe is something that I'm not really into, mm-hmm. and so that's why I don't go to that or like I don't <laughs> I tune into. Yeah. yeah, so I'm saying so. Drake, I think that was just so sucks to get booed. Yeah, but he's but he's so big they didn't stick. It stick with people who don't like him or or wish wish he could be humble. But you you literally they did boo him, but you can't boo Drake. I think you can boo Drake. You can't boo Drake. It won't stick. It won't it won't boo Drake and then have the response of like someone booing Trump. No no no. But at the same time, I think people people are people. So I, I don't think that felt good. No, it yeah, it didn't feel good, but it didn't stick in media. So like you can, oh, yeah, if nobody you, cares. So yeah, if no. you boo somebody at this event that no one's really paying attention to, does it does it really matter? So I'm saying like it didn't stick with me. So like I was like, oh okay, well cool, still Drake. <laughs> Drake is huge, and yeah, and I don't really like Tyler the Creator's any of his music. So okay, he does a festival, great. So that just shows me that that's like a little. That's a situation that he has made into a thing, and then Drake just didn't fit into it. Mm. And I bet Some you places Drake, he just can't go. Yeah, and vice versa. I mean, I think that you know Drake has sold out tours over and over and over and over again globally. He probably will forever. Yeah, and so that will not stick. I would go to a Drake concert tomorrow, like, and be right there and won't be booing. I would be like, "Yay, <laughs> come Drake!" Um, I did see, you know, um, Kanye, for example, the the guy that the where he had his Sunday service, the minister, which I think is Jamal Bryant. Jamal Bryant. Mm-hmm. Um, he allowed him to come. They had their service and did what they needed to do, and then he condemned him the next Sunday mm-hmm. about his remarks about slavery because the congregation wasn't having it, and basically uninvited him <laughs> from any future. <laughs> Visits, and this is the same one that Giselle Bryant is going to be. She's reconciling with, Mm -hmm. and the same one that Phaedra was allegedly allegedly was tricking off with. Mm. (laughs) And so that that just gives you context in that situation. But it's just the whole. I would say this about the Kanye situation. It didn't like that didn't stick with me either. It's like the movement that he thought was going to happen has not happened. Mm. Um, that album I have not listened to it I ain't gonna listen to it because if I wanna listen to gospel music like I can listen to it like there's nothing new about it it's like it's just you know revisited right. <laughs> like this is like it's like gospel music the remix and you know and if I actually if I wanna do that I listen to Kurt Franklin that's what <laughs> Kurt Franklin does yeah it just it wasn't for me and I just think that you know I hope that ultimately with Kanye I hope he gets the help he needs you know, I think that is just, it's very pervasive. And he's also going to Joel Osteen's church. He sure is. So he just booked, <laughs> he just booked Joel Osteen. Just, I, uh, and Joel, Joel Osteen is on a slippery slope too. Not slippery, he's out of here. He locked his doors. Yeah, to, to the people. To the Hurricane the, Harvey. Yeah. Flood victim. But someone said he opened the door faster for the Kanye okay. than, than he did for the flood victims. Because I'm just saying, like, it's just. <laughs> what is happening? A lot of false prophets. That's what's happening. A lot of a lot. a lot of people. What what is happening is that people are seizing upon the fact that people now more than ever feel lost and feel mm-hmm. like they need direction. And so, and if you are a minister in the church and all those things, it can be a very profitable business for you. Absolutely, because people are looking for some salvation. They they now more than ever they want salvation. They want to be saved from all the fuck shit that's been going on in their lives and the world and everything. And they think you know and and if you you know believe in that 
and can and can you know think that you by going to church or go tithing the way you want to tithe, no matter that that will bring up shit happens down here, you'll be good. Yeah, that right. brings you salvation. Then okay, you know I I think that I don't I don't necessarily buy into the religious part of it all. Mm. You know, going to church does not make you saved. Your actions make you saved. You know, I should be able to see, you know, like for Kanye, for example, like you can't go from, he was doing an interview. He was talking about, you know, Jesus one second and then bitches on Instagram. It ain't your bitch on, you know, your your bitches belong to Instagram. (laughs) I was like, well, wait a minute. You went from Jesus to bitches. Well, same. It's like, it's like, what is this happening here? Like, it's just, I don't know. Because if everything becomes so muddy, you know, and you can't, you can't, you can't see, you know, judge a tree by their fruit and you should just like, whatever they say, take it as what it is. Then like, I mean, how is that? How you know it just doesn't make no sense. Kanye, Kanye, Kanye coming into um, the church and the Christianity is the worst thing that could happen. It's crazy. It's the worst thing that could happen. It just, but it's, but it's crazy. But it's following the pattern of his crazy, right? So it makes perfect sense as to why he's there for the delusion that he's currently that he's been showing us this whole time. Yeah, it's another manifestation of he needs help. Yeah, it's like he's. It's like a to me, it's another Britney it's an episode. It's a Britney It's moment. a long-running episode. Mm-hmm. That because he has all these enablers and people around him allowing this to happen, mm. that he, you know, and talking about it was God, God's gift, that he got a $68 million tax break, oh, God's blessing. I'm like, <sighs> rich people get on my nerves. I'm trying to feel go read an economics book. It's just dumb. <laughs> Shut your bitch ass up. And then some people are probably laughing at him because a, mo- a, a lot of rich people don't pay taxes. Mm-hmm. So your dumb ass is sitting up here talking about you saved $68 million, but if you had the right people, you wouldn't be talking about saving that because you would never thought you had spent it. You know what I mean? So it's right. like, you just, if you don't get, like my daddy said, go on, get. Just go on and get. Oy. And it's like every day. It's like, I can't, you know, it's, you can't get away from that family in general. Mm-mm. It's like, they pull you in. It's like, so you have Kanye over here acting like boo-boo the fool, and doing all these saying all these racist things and anti-black things and you know slavery was a choice and you know if if next time when they come to get us like how about we all don't stand in the same place and then in the other spectrum we have Kim actually working to get people out of prison <laughs> and trying to get her law You're degree people's rents and getting law degrees like it's insane it is fucking insane. <laughs> And it's not cute, really. Like people are like, oh yeah, well at least Kim. No, it's like it's just it's just fucking get your fucking husband. How about that? How about you go and do some, you know, go get him. I don't think she can. Go get him and stop having kids by him. Because like, I don't know. Like you can't be keep creating more of him. And it's like we gotta have this we he be that kid's gonna be terrorizing future generations. Oh Jesus. Not the kids. It's true. Not the kids. Yeah. Yes, the kids, because that's what it is. It's like Kanye, if you don't, if Kanye's behavior and how he's acting is not corrected and the shit that he's saying, you don't think that's going to trickle down to the children? I'm hoping it doesn't. It does. I'm always do. It, I mean, I'm saying I'm, it I'm always hoping does. that they get to it in time. Apple doesn't fall far from the tree. So that's what it is. Maybe one will fall a little bit further, but I'm just saying, like, if she wants a project that she needs to do, get her husband together. Get him from saying racist shit that gets people in prison. That ignorant shit that he says goes into racism that then continues to be normalized, which then affects people and how they are treated on the streets. It's a trickle-down effect. Absolutely. Stupid-ass racist comments just continue to perpetuate, perpetuate the system. The system in place that in place. They're trying to dismantle. Exactly. No, I hear you. So she's just, she's going, you know, she's going after symptoms. While her husband's creating the problem. Yes, her husband is a disease. So she's going and getting people out of prison, at, you know, that shouldn't have been in prison. Okay, great. But that's a symptom of the bigger problem, which is what people like Kanye think and are believing. It's like, it's just, it's too much. And then like, he's in church and she's freeing people. And <laughs> then I'm on Instagram, I'm seeing that she's, you know, coming out with tapes. She's taping up her titties. I'm like, I just, I just, it's too much. It's like, it's just like, and poor youth, the youth are sitting at home Looking at all of this, and like they don't know which way, which way to go. 
What I mean, what am I supposed to do? And then they got all these filters. They're making their <laughs> Not face. All these filters. All these faces, making their lips huge and contouring their face. Uh-huh. And then as soon as you take it off of the filter, it makes you hate the way your face normally should look. Mm-hmm. Like there are people who are literally going to doctors and saying, can I get this, this filter. filter? Can I get my face to look like this on the filter? And then you see those same people in person. They're scary as hell. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of scary people walking around. It's like, it's just, it's a lot going on. It's just so much. Every day you wake up to it, it's like, ah, <laughs> well, but you can't stay away from it. It's like, I mean, because this is our business. Mm-hmm. So I have to see what's going on in popular culture. But at the same time, it's crazy. So we're going to go from face to filters to crazy to Tamar's on the internet talking about <laughs> men being gay. I see what she did there. See what I did there? And I'm going to see what she did there. Mm-hmm. That's what she did there. What was the actual thing that she said? She Pull said, it up. It was a lot. Child. And then, you know, what I hate about her is that it's like she she says these things and then tries to take it back and then pretend like it wasn't about the person it was about. She Yes, she was talking about the man that she was with. Who else would she be talking about? Yeah. Well, who else would inspire that type of passion Ooh. that you would have to publicly Ooh. put it out on Front Street? Mm. She said. Your passion. Let me tell you something. Your passion determines who you're talking about. Amen. And no matter how much you say it's not about a particular person, your passion is determines who you're talking about. And that passion that she was popping off and all that, you can, I can hear her say it. Mm-hmm. And she's talking about that man, David is his name. She said, the truth is, ladies, that these dudes out here really do be gay. It ain't enough money, beauty, hair, babies in the world to keep them. They want dick, all caps, period. It's nothing wrong with you, but they will find every reason in the world to make you not good enough. If he lays with you for three, four, ten days and he don't touch you, it's not you. He want a man. And that's all my mama. Mm. Three, four, ten. Three, four, ten days. I mean, maybe he just don't want to lay with you. Right. Why does it got to be a man's fault? Why can't it be, right. again... Your fault. Not even your fault or your relationship's fault. Right. He might... He, I mean, he probably don't want to lay with her because of that damn mouth. Hello? That is... You're talking about a sexual turnoff. Three, four, ten... <laughs> I can imagine her doing... Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh bald head is scallywag. Like, I just... <laughs> I just... <laughs> Oh God, sorry. And and even if, and and even if her man is gay or was gay, mm-hmm. why would you then try to demonize him for that? And then also, yeah, it's it's, demoni- it's demonizing being gay, right? So she, you know, she is going against her very fan base. Her fan base are made up of a lot of gays, and so it's her persona. And and so for her to then say that she the whole sets it up as if that's a bad thing, right? They really do be gay. Okay. Duh. Niggas be gay. People be gay. Yeah. It's a part of life. But at the same time, like, her getting up there just shows that the Tamar that she went on that post and said that she had changed and she apologized to everybody and this, that, and the other. And please forgive me. Wait, because she was being loved right. Right. Well, apparently. Apparently. All uh, that went to shit. All that went to shit because he had missed three, four, ten days. (laughs) 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 <laughs> so apparently Oh my god That wasn't going good And now he's gay Oh my goodness <laughs> <laughs> And she oh. went on her Instagram And apologized She posted a video of him With her son And said You know She apologized She You know oftentimes You know Gets beside herself Or whatever the case may be It wasn't about David He's a great guy You know It's a girl mm. Girl no It was about him so now, so now what you have done is you now have your whole fan base and everybody looking at the man you with thinking that he's gay. Mm. Because you didn't say that he really be gay. Because you're talking about him. And he wants dick. Yeah. You, you're talking about him. It's like, it's like if me coming on this podcast and I'm talking about my, the man that I'm talking shit. to or whatever I'm saying about men or whatever the case may be, if, it's, I'm talking about him. Right. He knows that. That's why he deleted his grinder. It's gone. <laughs> he knows I'm talking about you. I'm talking about you, boo. Right. That's what it is. I'm going to see your ass after this podcast. What's so what good? So what the show? <laughs> <laughs> Did you listen yet? So, but I've also, that's something I really got good at too. 
Um, beside the podcast, because the podcast I want to share and I want people to know things mm -hmm. and I want it to be intimate. But on social media, in terms of subliminal tweets, mm. um, you know, any type of, um, if I'm feeling some kind of way, I sleep on it. There's no need for me to be going to Twitter or to any platform um, and expressing deeply personal things that can change. Mm. So what happened with her and her dude is that something that changed within she a day or two. She, she got triggered. Far. She went too far. And But some things you can't take back. Mm. Going on the internet and questioning a man's sexuality is not something you can take back. Mm -mm. Really. I mean, you can try to take... I mean, maybe he maybe he's not even on social media like that, but at the same time, I'm sure he saw it. Yeah. So it's just not... Like, that's not something you do. So if you... I've learned in life, just take a beat. Just take a beat. Something making you feel some kind of way. More than likely, it's going to be something else <laughs> to come up to, mm -hmm. you know, that you got to deal with. Or I just, I, I, I take beats. Like I've learned to take beats and she doesn't take a beat. And it's that spoiled type of behavior that she has by being the baby of the family. And you see it on the Braxton family values mm -hmm. is that she's just spoiled. And like, she's just like, people have babied her. And, and, and she has been through some things. You know, she went on, I think it was Wendy Williams or somewhere she went and, oh, and she said she revealed that she was molested or something or something. Or, the, oh, that was the story was that the issue was they didn't want that to come out mm -hmm. or something like that. She had been like abused. Ayama brought it up or somebody yeah. brought it up. And, right. Yeah. But my thing is that even no matter the things you've been through at a certain point, if you choose not to go and get help for those things, it becomes a choice mm -hmm. in terms of your behavior. So it's only but so long. How long is, you know, Tamar, and, this, and that goes for me or anybody else. Like, how long are you not going to address the things that have happened in your life that dictate or influence your behavior mm -hmm. and continue to blame it on those things and not yourself? At some point, it becomes you. Absolutely. You've assumed that. Yeah. You, yeah. I mean, because, you know, you can't just say, okay, this happened to me in my childhood. These are the things that happened to me. And I'm just going to be... That's why I'm like this. Yeah. I'm going to be stuck like this for the rest of my life until I leave this earth. No, that's not how this works. You go and do the spiritual work. You go and get your, your help, your treatment, yeah. your counseling, whatever you need to do to get to a better place that your behavior starts to change. And that's my issue with, with Tamar. Mm -hmm. I don't think Tamar is... I mean, she's not, a, she's not innately a bad person. None of us are, I don't believe. Well... Some could be, I'm gonna say, wait but now. I'm saying, but I don't think, <laughs> I don't think she's a bad person. I just think that she has not done the spiritual work. Just the same thing that Ayana said to her. You can obviously, you can tell it. She's like a big kid throwing a tinter tantrum. Mm -hmm. And at a certain point, you know, it's not cute you anymore. Stop. You have to grow up. It's kind of like, especially, I mean, honestly, if you were past 30, no. I'm about to say at 50. No, she's about, yeah. But I'm saying, but past 30, No. I knew that when I was like, when I passed 30, I was like, I can't be like, oh, I'm just in my 20s figuring things out. Hello. No, you figured it out. Like you're now in your 30s. You have these now become conscious decisions. Anything that you decide not or not even not to change or anything that by default you don't change, it becomes a decision not to change those things. It becomes a decision not to put work into being a better person or a better individual. Yeah. And <clears throat> that's one thing I'm definitely I'm going to be leaving back in this year is that I'm not, and I've already proven it though, but like, I'm not going to teach you how to be a good friend. I'm not going to teach you how to be a good anything. Cause I, I'm, I spent so much time getting myself where I need to be teaching myself things that I were not taught to me and, you know, unlearning bad behavior and, and responses to things. I just don't have time to do that for people who should have already done that for themselves. And if and I am not that I'm judging. I'm just saying I don't. Just don't have the energy. Life have the is too difficult. I like I can't I can't teach this shit. I can't. <laughs> like I have no energy left. Like Rihanna's on Instagram, people. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about she overwhelmed. She's oh she, Rihanna's over over overwhelmed on her yacht or whatever she's at. Talking about she no, can't handle real. it. Crazy. Meanwhile, back at the ranch, I'm overwhelmed too, and I just you know, and I just I just think that. In certain situations, especially in celebrity, that they ha they become um, isolated. Mm -hmm. They become like very much so in their own world, and they feel like they don't, or I don't know if they feel like they don't, or just like for whatever reason they're not 
making the strides that they need to become a better person. And so that's why you see the things play out the way they play out. Mm-hmm. It's just because people kind of just let them do what they do because they are the ones that supply everybody's meal checks, you know. Support for this podcast comes from CDW and Lenovo. At CDW, we get putting productivity within reach of remote employees. That's why I'm WFC, working from couch and moving everything within arm's length, like the microwave. Lunchtime. You should talk to the experts at CDW. They can orchestrate a more efficient workspace solution using light, powerful devices from Lenovo to keep your teams productive from anywhere, couch included. Yeah, but do they have grabber claws? Whoops. IT orchestration by CDW. People who get it. Learn more at cdw.com slash Lenovo client. Hey everyone, it's John Taffer from TV's Bar Rescue, and I wanted to tell you about my podcast, The John Taffer Podcast. I talk to visionaries in their professions like Dr. Phil, Mark Cuban, as well as Broadway and TV star Kristen Chenoweth, and my guests will bring you expert insight that you're not going to find on any other podcast out there. I also take your calls and give you business and life advice, so subscribe to The John Taffer Podcast right now, and don't miss new episodes every single Thursday for free on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts. Now, let's shut it down. Did, uh, did we ever talk about T.I. and his daughter, Simon? I don't think so. Because that was a lot for me. Did we talk about less? I don't think so. No. T.I. Like needs to shut the fuck up. No, for real. He really needs to shut that's the fuck just nasty. up. nasty. But the thing is that like, he's going around talking about women all the time in mm-hmm. ways that's not appropriate. Mm-hmm. The whole stuff with Iggy was like, don't shut up, T.I. You like after all this time, you didn't really help her do didn't anything. Didn't do much anything. Didn't do much anything. Then you want to slam her and like take credit for her biggest song, which you had. But you had nothing to, to do, do with. with. And she published the receipts of you having nothing to do with that. So that's the Iggy situation. Then he gets up there and talks about how with his eighteen-year-old daughter, he still goes to the gynecologist to make sure her hymens is in, is intact. Which what? What? It makes sure her hymen is intact. That is, th- this is not how you parent. No, this is not how you have a loving relationship with a daughter as a man. It is not. It reminds me of, like the old days where you would like try to like sell off your daughter because she's a virgin for two cows and a piece of land. Oh, like, for that's sure. What it reminds me. It's of, possessive. It's gross. It's controlling and it's, it's gross. and it's possessive. And it's not. It's just not just pertain to her. It. I mean, I'm sure it pertains to how he interacts with women. Mm-hmm. And so, and it's just, it's also very ignorant because the hymen can, you know, riding a bike or using a tampon. Or tripping down the stairs. Or whatever the case may be. It's like, and then you also just like, so, or even putting your fingers in your, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Or it, it, or it could just not be, you know, so it's so many different things. It's like, I don't know all the ins and outs, but I just knew off the, off the cusp of just looking at it that, that it, you cannot judge someone's virginity by the hymen. Mm. And and how embarrassing is that? Like, you know, like to go to the doctor with her and be like, so does she have sex or not? <laughs> I just imagine like the psychological effect it has on her. Like, oh, got to make sure this happens together because yeah. my dad's going to check and see at any moment. Or shame. Yeah, it's just fucked up. It's all fucked up. Or shame. It's just fucked up. And then, and then also seeing how his, be- his behavior is markedly different with the boys. Mm-hmm. There he's encouraging them to be fast and to flirt and, and stuff. Fifteen, yeah, okay. <laughs> so so he's so he's going. So they, so they're obviously going and disrupting somebody else's hymen, right? But for your girls, they can't. So that's just ignorant. It's just fucked up. It's, it's all just wrong. it's just ignorant. And I don't know. I mean, I don't know why he's going around. Is there is there a new season or something coming very soon? Why is he going around doing all this talking? Mm. Shut your ass up! Like no one can. Like stop. Like what? What is happening? Like what is really, and 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 it sends a message to um, girls and to children in general that they don't like. It's just it sends a message of like the communication, like not communicating with your parents or mm-hmm. trying to hide something from your parents or being ashamed of. I don't think you should be ashamed of sexual activity. No, you know, and and if you are having it, I think it's a conversation of more so about how to protect yourself. And feeling like you can come to me and tell me anything. That type of behavior of, you know, chastising her and shaming her and taking her to the doctor to make sure she's not doing a said behavior is not fostering a type of relationship where she feels like she can come to him. Right. And it's like, it's just like, it just perpetuates every bad thing that we don't want perpetuated. 
I did learn you can get fake hymens on the internet, though. How do you get fake hymens? I don't know. You just Google it. I saw it on Twitter. But they, like, sell them, and it's like a kit, and you, like, put it up there, and it, like, dries. The whole, like, weird fetish thing. Oh, wow. And we have to talk about the fact of the say what now of the woman that got hot, a, a bucket of hot diarrhea oh, thrown on her. Oh, you already know I was. A bucket of hot diarrhea. Somebody said, how did he heat it up? I said, shit, bitch, it's a hot day outside. Just leave it in the sun. What you mean? Oh, it probably came by his booty hole. He, he, He'd been he collecting it. It was a, it oh. Was, oh, no, it wasn't just a one bout. <laughs> it was about two, three bouts. <laughs> and she was getting in her car in Hollywood near the boulevard, and he walked up and doop, dumped it. She oh, said, there. it was running down my hair and off my eyelashes, and it was so gross. And now she has to get tested every few months for, like, diseases. Yeah. Uh. And she says it was completely random, which, you know, who's to say? It could have been, you know, like when she parked, she may have, you know, said, you know, you know, who who's really to say? I don't think she deserved that at all. But it's just disgusting. The homeless have, um, they are out of control. They are. I, um, I would agree. In Los Angeles. Um, Los Angeles. In Los Angeles. I was going to let you run with it. I was like, okay, well, that's it. I actually like that. Los Angeles. Um, <laughs> like I say, Atlanta. Um, it, it, they're out of control. Yeah, it's like it's like severe course correction. It's like The Walking Dead, and it's really hard because you never want to like you know criminalize being homeless, but at the same time, we need some regulations in place to where the way of life that certain people you know for whatever circumstances are living or have to live doesn't put more people in danger, and that's what's happening. The key is that they need to open up uh, mental institutions again. That needs to be federal and state funded. <clears throat> institutions where people can go and get the help they need because that's what it is. It's like, it's just, I mean, who, I mean, who else would it be saving up diarrhea for, for days to then Well, well they said, oh boy, he, he was got in trouble before and he mm-hmm. got sentenced to two months in the county facility mm-hmm. and then they let him out. And so now he's back on the street. Yeah. Pouring diarrhea. And they let him out because they don't have the funding to keep these mm-hmm. people. So they they can probably take them for short periods of time, yeah. and if they're not at a certain level, which is probably a high you know high standard um, or a high threshold, they'll let them back out. Yeah. And it's too much. Like it, it, when go, downtown, when you driving around, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. Just driving, and it's like that's, I, I have now. Like I, I don't even sometimes I don't even walk down the street because I don't want to deal with it. Mm-hmm. I'd rather just get in the car. And that way I can just zoom past or maneuver, or at least I have a barrier of protection. Because now hearing a story about like this, can you imagine if somebody put diarrhea on me? <sighs> diarrhea? No, I, no. no. And it, I, but and the it, thing is, I don't know what I would do because I'd probably be throwing up. I don't know. It would be a thing. Like, you know, it wouldn't be a meet. I wouldn't be fighting because I just would be throwing up. I don't know. I don't know. And I probably would take a shit too. I don't know. It would be just like. Oh, shit. This is going to be a whole shitty situation. I would just be like, <laughs> Probably. It would be too much. I, I see that for you. I would be triggered. I see that for you. I would be triggered. I'd be like, oh. <laughs> oh, God. I'm just nasty. I'm just nasty. <laughs> nasty moment. Oh, God. Mm. In her interview. Oh, my goodness. If you go. What interview? Well, she was talking to the news. Oh, she, oh yeah. Yeah. Wow. Any other say what else? Anything else we want to talk about? Let me see. Um, do we talk about Odell Beckham and his new girlfriend? Do I we, didn't. Do we care? Um, and I did notice that his the new girlfriend used to date Shamar Moore. Oh shit. So that would be interesting. A, but yeah, she that, I will I will say she's drop dead gorgeous. I mean, she's very gorgeous. I mean, she's a very beautiful woman. Shamar Moore? Yeah, that too. No, no. I'm saying she used to date Shamar Moore. <laughs> yes. Yeah, she used to date Shamar Moore. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Yep, the jokes write themselves. But I think... <laughs> I mean, a lot of these say what nows have to do with Popeyes because y'all have been wilding. Oh, yeah. the sandwich came back. The one where the, the, one where the, the white woman got body slammed. Well, for throwing out the N-word? Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh, she called him an N-word and then he came in, came mm-hmm. out and body slammed her. As I was like, whoa. Yeah. That was like some WWE. Like, that was crazy. Mm-hmm. That was the technique on that was impressive. <laughs> and then, so we already talked about the one where the man had got stabbed for skipping Cutting the line. And then it was it was another situation. Something else happened at Popeyes too. Oh, the the one was selling him out the back door. So, and so his coworkers <laughs> walked that ass. 
<laughs> these these chicken sandwich it's like they do they have crack in them like there's mm-hmm. something about the chicken sandwiches making people so addicted to them that they are really wilding out <laughs> it's just it's a lot like it makes me like i'm gonna have to i'm gonna have to go and be reminded i'm gonna have to go and get a, a, a popeyes and see what happens wait have you had one yet no, I don't oh, think so. I mean, but women but didn't pop women didn't Popeyes always have Popeye sandwiches? Mm-mm. They never had Popeye's chicken sandwiches before? Mm-mm. I could have sworn I ate a chicken sandwich they, a they long have, time ago. A bis- they have a biscuit here. They have a biscuit. I'm talking about in like in in the South. I I don't recall. I'm sorry. My chicken knowledge isn't that in depth. Oh, okay. I'm about to say because I thought that I had, I mean, I could have sworn I have already eaten a, a chicken sandwich from Popeye's before. I don't know. I've eaten a chicken sandwich from almost every location. <laughs> from Bojangles, from Chick-fil-A, from Popeye's. I mean, you can't... Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Something about this branding, and that's how they brainwash people. This chicken sandwich is not new to fucking Popeye's. The <laughs> the branding of it is new to fucking Popeye's, but I know I've eaten a chicken sandwich before you in po- North Carolina. Like, I know have. I did. In D.C. and... No. I know I ate a, I ate a chicken sandwich <laughs> before from Popeye's. And I ate it and didn't think nothing of it. And that's how I felt about this one. When I ate them, I was like, okay, this is cool. That's cool. But I do want another one, though. Oh, my goodness. Might have to. It's, just, it's genius marketing, and it show, shows you how people are like sheep. You tell them something, and like, even for me right now, they got me forgetting, they got me questioning whether or not I ate a chicken sandwich from Popeye's. <laughs> because this can't be the same chicken sandwich that people are acting the fool over. But I know I ate that damn chicken sandwich. You know you did. <laughs> I'm gonna call my mama. Be my mama. Did I? Did I eat, eat a chicken, chicken sandwich, sandwich for Popeyes? <laughs> Helpless, Lord. <clears throat> Father God. <clears throat> we actually had a place called um, Golden Skillet. I think that's what it was called. So that was a different one. I don't know. Love muffins. Um, tweet me and let me know if y'all heard of a Golden Skillet before. It was a Golden Skillet. And maybe it was just in a husky, but it, was like, it sounds real husky. <laughs> it would have to be. They had good chicken sandwiches too. I bet they did. <laughs> the fuck? Oh <laughs> my goodness. Okay, I think that's it. We had talked enough today. I think so. We have talked enough. Thank you, Love Muffin, so much for listening to the show. Um, we have so many great things coming in the future. Um, I'm going to start doing one-on-one interviews again, and you will be hearing them here on the podcast as well, um, as well as revisiting some of my biggest interviews and giving behind the scenes and exclusive information about those. And until next time, double kisses. Mwah, mwah. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to The B. Scott Show. You can find me on Twitter, Facebook, and YouTube at Love B. Scott. And make sure you review the show on iTunes. And you can always find me on lovebscott.com. Thank you.